Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week, we are going to take a look at MLW Underground 24 Super Dragon versus Daniels. But first, the news. The second round of the MLW draft was held last night. We are welcomed by Alicia Toot with some news first, though. Philadelphia has announced that it is uh, lifting COVID restrictions, going towards full capacity. And as such, more tickets are available at the 2300 Arena for the relaunch come July 10th. But really, the big news is, of course, the second round of said draft. We have three returning names to the MLW roster at this time. The first of which being Gringo Loco. Followed by American Top Team's King Mo. And last but not least, the leader of Team Filthy, Filthy Tom Lawler. And now as for our new big draft pick, it is the suplex assassin Alex Kane. Uh, I'm not familiar too much with his work, but uh, he seems cool enough, at least by his interview. Uh, he has a brief interview with Alicia Toot. Uh, he notes that ever since he turned pro a handful of years ago, his goal was to be an MLW, face the best in the world, of course. Um, and he kind of recaps his uh, high school and collegiate sports career. Uh, notes that he's kind of always been privy to the combat sports, uh, no, most notably rugby and and wrestling, of course, hence the suplex assassin and whatnot. Uh, he's trained in the pro style by A.R. Fox, and he's being brought into MLW by Dan Lambert and his uh, American top team. Uh, he looks forward to being able to roll around on the mat with King Mo. And I'm really kind of interested, since he brings this up, uh, how him and Mo will kind of interact. Uh, as I said, uh, in this interview, uh, Kane comes off as pretty humble um, and kind of like an all-around decent guy. And King Mo is loud, braggadocious, and kind of a dick. So uh, we'll see if he's like an official member of American Top Team or if this was just an attempt at some scouting by uh, Dan Lambert. Anyway, back to the interview. Uh, he says he wants to go after Alexander Hammerstone because, well, you know, he's the biggest dog in the yard. And honestly, outside of Jacob Fatu, it's kind of hard to disagree with him. And, uh, and last but not least, ending things on a little bit of a high note, or low note, however you want to look at this, Alicia and Kane discuss his penchant for his weird protein shake that involves peanut butter, chicken, spinach, and something else. I didn't write it all because I was busy vomiting. Um, but he saw it done on TikTok, thought he'd try it out, uh, and he says it's not too bad, basically that the peanut butter kind of overpowers everything. And that I don't believe him because it still sounds like hot vomit. I am currently vomiting at this time. All right, on Vice TV this week, uh, MLW played Fusion 99, uh, so solid card there. Um, as per usual, these are things that had I've covered previously on this very podcast, so if you're interested in the outcomes and my thoughts on MLW Fusion 99, check out MLW Confusion number 14, Interrupted! Yeah, that's right. It's called Interrupted, baby. Um, hopefully you shan't be interrupted once you listen to it. And if you haven't listened to this show before, you should totally binge watch or binge listen to every single episode. Uh, you can start at 14, but it'd probably be better if you started at the beginning. But, you know, who am I to judge? 
And finally, our final bit of news for the day. Uh, it looks like Azteca Underground Incorporated's El Jefe Cesar Duran is on Twitter officially now under his own moniker, uh, instead of just being under the Azteca Underground uh, Twitter account. So he's at Real Cesar Duran. Um, otherwise, yeah, follow him. Don't follow him. Buy the t-shirt. That's also what they recommend. But since I'm not being paid enough to plug that t-shirt, eh, do what you want with it. Anyway, never mind that, we have some underground to cover. Uh, so once again, uh, we are taking a look at MLW Underground number 24. Uh, we are starting out with Terry Funk mingling with the plebes in the crowd. Uh, this looks like it's before the show, when he sees a wild Steve Carino and is filled with rage. So much rage that magically barbed wire appeared on his fist, and he had to attack. Uh, so, this being Terry Funk with barbed wire, and it being Steve Carino, obviously Steve Carino is now a bloody mess. Eventually, Carino uh, is saved by his extreme horseman buddies, C.W. Anderson and Simon Diamond. Uh, Funk goes on a, pro a profane tirade, uh, wanting another piece of Carino, and how he's not scared of Carino or the horseman, but he's not going to go back and, you know, fight the rest of the horsemen. Which, don't get me wrong, you know, it's, that's smart. That's smart. It's three on one in this situation, but don't. I probably wouldn't tell people I'm not afraid of you, and then proceed to, you know, slowly back away. If it were me, I would just slowly back away and hope no one noticed. Okay. Anyway, we get the dulcet tones of Power Man 5000, and when we come back, we are already in the dual ring setup with Jimmy Yang. Uh, he is taking part in the Super J-Cup tournament, um, which... Well, Super J-Cup USA tournament, I guess, because it's not really a proper J-Cup, unless your J stands for junior heavyweight, or just junior. But, you know, whatever. I fell asleep. I don't think they ever actually made it. it. made the J, no. They just started calling it Super J-Cup. I didn't really fall asleep. The show's too short to fall asleep on, unless you were deathly ill. Uh, but never mind that. Uh, Jamie Yang versus a surprise entrant... Juventud Guerrera, uh, first round Super J Cup action. Uh, Joey Styles lets it be known that Yang has just signed with the WWE and that they will be enforcing any contract stipulations should Yang go all the way in the tournament. Um, though, you know, my guess is that he's not going to go all the way. But, you know, I haven't seen every episode, so it's uh, going to be a surprise to me one way or another. Anywho, we we has match. Uh, Yang and Hoovy are going back and forth. They're really just kind of feeling each other out, trading holds, trying to one up each other. Really, it's like one of them will do a move, and then like, look at me, I'm cocky, and they kind of went back and forth that way. Uh, eventually, though, uh, Hoovy does take advantage, sends Yang to the outside. Hoovy attempts a tiger feint. Uh, maneuver, tear faint kick, technically, you know, otherwise known as a 619, only he doesn't make any connection, um, and then turns that into just a, a dive over the top rope. Uh, meanwhile, once they get back in the ring, Hoovy goes for the classic 10 count punch. Unfortunately, it takes too long in the process and gets dropped face first into the turnbuckles uh, for his efforts. Uh, we get some trading of submissions back and forth. Uh, then they go for the classic trading spinfall spot, you know, like roll up 
that. Gonna catch the legs. Gonna flip you over. Oh, now it's a crucifix. Oh, now it's a backslide. And all that good stuff. All for two. You know, it is what it is. Uh, we get From there, though, it ends with a big double down. Uh, from here out, it's things kind of try to slow down a bit. Both guys are visibly tired, visibly injured. You know, kayfabe, brother. Uh, you know, totally worn from the match. Uh, they do try to kind of trade off back and forth again. Uh, Hoovy can, uh, reverses uh, reverse suplex into a Hoovy driver. Um two count on that because he took so long to get the pin. Uh, Hoovy goes for a 450 splash, but lands on his feet, flips out of German suplex, hits a fisherman buster, 4-2. I haven't seen him break out that move. Maybe I just haven't watched my tapes. I don't know. Uh, but Yang really selling the head. He can't even run proper off an Irish whip. Uh, Hoovy tries to whip him and he takes like four steps and then just drops. Um, but guess what? It was just a possum playing maneuver by Yang. He counters a Hoovy jump into a drop kick, uh, sets it up for the Yang time twisting moonsault. One, two, three. Big win for Jimmy Yang. He moves on to the second round of the Super J Cup tournament. I'm actually very surprised uh, he pulled out the victory there. Uh, uh, you know, he's still relatively young in his career, and uh, obviously Hoovy's still a pretty big name at this point. Um, but, you know, good on Yang, especially because he just signed with the WWE, so uh, let's see how, uh, how this is going. Uh, obviously, you know, it was a taped show, so, you know, who knows how long that signing was in the works or whatnot. Uh, but either way, you know, you can't fault. That's a big win for Yang, no matter how you want to take a look at it. Up next, we have Mike Awesome cutting a promo the only way Mike Awesome can mostly via nonsense. Uh, he doesn't care about Joe Blow, Joe Schmo, whatever his name is. The important thing is, Mike Awesome is happiest when he can do hit a powerbomb, or put you through a table, or hit the big splash, or powerbomb you through a table outside the ring. It really doesn't matter, as long as Mike Awesome gets the victory, brother. Following this, we get a Dr. Death Steve Williams promo. He is taping up his fists and laying in a challenge for Extreme Horseman member PJ Polanco, Walker, Just Incredible, uh, whatever his name may be. We're just gonna we'll just try to refer to him as Aldo Montoya from here on out. Um, but challenges Aldo to a taped fist match. And as Doc's trying to explain what a taped fist punishment attack thing is going to be happening he gets a super kick out of nowhere by aldo and aldo wants to him to know that that's an extreme beatdown via the horseman so there you go doc that's what you get i guess anyway up next it is mike awesome versus samoa joe ladies and gentlemen oh look at the baby samoa joe he's so cute with his Bleach blonde hair! Oh, it's just adorable. But, you know, what's not adorable? Joey Styles constantly referring to him as Samoa Joe Saya. I, I have no idea what's up with that. I guess I'm not up on my Joey Styles. Or maybe Samoa Joe went by that name for ten minutes. I didn't see that in his cage match because I was really curious what Joey Styles was talking about. But I'm just going to throw it out there that it's another attempt at Joey Styles to be cray-cray and just make things up for wrestlers, like when uh, Devin Storm wrestled for MLW uh, in one of the previous broadcasts. Uh, if you remember that, he referred to Devin by, like, 
all of his nicknames all within like one match and then just decided that Devin should be known as the crowbar instead of just crowbar so he's the crowbar Devin Storm and just like the crowbar the crowbar uh, and so it's kind of what we're doing here is Joe Saya, Joe Saya, Joe Saya, uh, whenever you know, Joe gets on some offense. Um, but the match starts off with a big hoss fight kind of maneuver. We got the uh, trading of shoulder blocks. Nobody's going to go down. Uh, but luckily, it doesn't take long for Samoa Joe to get hit by a full-on shoulder tackle. And that drops him to the mat. Joe rolls outside the ring, you know, to get a little bit of respite. But <laughs> you are not safe anywhere from Mike Awesome, baby. Awesome dives over the top rope. Topek on Elo. Uh, well, okay, it wasn't Topek on Elo because he didn't do the somersault. But, oh, mighty big Topek from the near 300 pounder right on Joe outside the ring lands on his feet uh they brawl outside for a bit and by they brawl I mean mostly Mike Awesome just whips Joe around into guardrails and whatnot uh they go back in the ring uh Joe makes a brief comeback hitting the ST Joe out of the corner uh the corner STO and then hits some Kawada kicks just for good measure just to you know make Awesome kind of sort of angry um they go outside and brawl some more. Joe uses some chairs, hits a nasty face wash out of the corner. Uh, awesome. Makes a, makes a big comeback. Uh, hits a slingshot shoulder tackle into the ring. Big nasty chair shot. And then an awesome bump for two. Uh, awesome then... Places the chair on top of Samojo, hits a big awesome splash, gets the one, two, three, your winner, Mike Awesome. Oh, it was kind of nifty seeing a baby Samoa Joe take on uh, Mike Awesome. I've just, the only disappointment was for me that Joe really wasn't firmly established yet in the wrestling community, so he didn't really have the name value. So outside of his little, like, set in, outside of the ring where he had that little bit of a brawl, uh, later on the match, like he, we didn't get to see a whole lot of uh, Joe in action. It was it, it wasn't quite a squash, but it was definitely not a match to exhibit the best of Samoa Joe. But otherwise, like you know, big solid match, and I mean, it's Mike Awesome, so it's kind of hard hitting. I mean, there's that real nasty chair shot towards the end. I just folded the chair over Joe's head, and I mean, oh, the sick part of me loved it, but really. You know, the rest of me is just glad we don't see chair shots like that anymore. Up next, we have Vampiro with Nosawa. Uh, Vampiro um, is really kind of laid in on CM Punk, talking about how you can't force people's beliefs on other people. You can't just go around preaching. Uh, Nosawa wants everyone to know that he is a juggalo. Uh, and I was going to make fun of it, and then I saw the Hatchet Man tattoo on his neck, and I'm like, nope. Dude's legit. I, I mean, I can make fun of him for being a juggalo, but I'm not going to make fun of him for just proclaiming himself to be a juggalo. Ha ha ha. Because I, he's more of a juggalo than I am, obviously. Um, all he's missing was the proper uh, juggalo face paint. But, you know, never mind that. Uh, so, Nosawa's juggalo. Vampiro is inserting himself into the CM Punk Raven feud. We'll see how that turns out for everybody. Up next, we get an extreme horseman promo. Uh, 
you know, members may change, but Exilists doesn't. Um, this refers to the addition of two new members to the Extreme Horsemen, Aldo Montoya, and the Widowmaker, Barry Windham. Uh, Windham gets some time to shine on the mic, basically detailing how he ended up with the Horsemen. Um, and really, it wasn't that exciting of a story. It's kind of how you know, a normal person would handle getting called into help. Or basically, Barry was on the ranch, got a phone call, didn't recognize the number, was like, hello! And it was Steve Carino, you know, wanting to know if Barry could come in and lend lend them a hand, and he agreed to do it because he likes money. Uh, so, yeah, nothing terribly exciting there. But, you know, at least we got to hear Barry Wyndham talk, I guess. Uh, he'll be in singles action at some, one of the next big shows. Uh, I'm not sure where this falls into the taping schedule, but it's at least been announced that he will be making his singles debut shortly. All right, let's take a moment, brief pause for the cause, listen to the folks that pay me the sum of money that allows me to live the lifestyle that I have become accustomed to living. Uh, Hear the sponsors out. I'll be back in one moment. Now, whether you're someone who works out or, like me, needs to maintain focus and mental clarity, we could all use a pick-me-up. That's where Raise Energy steps in. With Refresh technology, Raise provides a hydrating, sugar-free boost of energy without the crash some other energy drinks have. You can find out where you can get Raise Energy near you by visiting www.repsports.com. And while you're there, check out the other products that Rep offers, such as pre- and post-workout supplements and snacks. And if you want some extra savings, order online and apply my discount code CASS, that's C-A-S-S, at checkout for 15% off your order. All right, we are back with Joey Styles. Oh, there's a bunch of stuff going on here. Uh, I just like a lot of Joey Styles action here. Uh, notes that still to come, we're going to have Samoa Jose versus Mike Awesome. Unfortunately, this match has already happened. I mean, okay, they've all really already happened because this is an old episode and it was a pre-taped show, even when it was really when it was a new episode. But the match had already happened within the show. Uh, but yes, yeah, so Samoa Joe versus Mike Awesome, our main event is going to be Christopher Daniels against Super Dragon. Uh, Styles notes that after the beating, Jerry Lynn laid on Homicide. Homicide's been out of action, but Homicide has just been cleared by the doctors and is looking for revenge against Jerry Lynn. Maybe he'll get to see that at Hybrid Horror. Also at Hybrid Horror, Terry Funk will get his chance at the MLW Heavyweight Championship against Steve Carino in a dog collar match. In other MLW news at the time, it was announced that Slick Wagner Brown has signed with the company, so good on him i guess and yeah, it's a name we don't hear about anymore and for good reason i believe uh, look stuff up on the internet for that i'm not gonna go into that here because we're a happy-go-lucky podcast oh and it looks like satoshi kojima will return to mlw action shortly when is shortly nobody knows but it shan't be long because it's shortly so hopefully we get to see the leader of the bread club back soon we take a brief respite from Joey Styles to hang out with the Samoan Island Tribe. Uh, looks like Samu notes that they are hunting champs and they are going to beat some booty in the process. So Extreme Horsemen, better watch out. Jamal Ekmo Umaga, whatever you want to call him, adds in a B-word expletive and the promo's over. So good talk, team. Good talk. 
up next, we have a promo by CM Punk. Uh, notes that in wrestling, a common trope is to be attacked for no apparent reason. Um, this happened once again when Vampiro stuck his nose in between the business of CM Punk and his former straight-edge protege, Nosawa. Um, evidently... Vampiro stuck his nose where it didn't belong. I don't know, haven't seen that footage. But Punk claims that Nosawa's drink was spiked, and he's no longer straight edge. And really, if you're no longer something, it really means that you never were at all. Uh, so, you know, Vampiro's gonna have to answer for this. It doesn't know, he doesn't know quite when, but it's gonna happen sometime in the near future as well. We come back to Joey Styles in the Cultural Center once again. Uh, he knows that Vampiro mysteriously disappeared from MLW. Uh, no showing an event, but he's back now, and evidently he disappeared to do some more training in the Lucha style and or Ground and Pound submission style as well. Uh, and he's getting himself into the CM Punk Raven feud, which Styles notes is interesting because Punk hates Raven, Raven hates Punk, Vampiro hates Raven, Raven hates Vamp. And it's some weird kinky three-way, evidently. Or at least uh, what Joey kind of thinks, I guess. Anyway, uh, while he's mulling this over, he's running down the card for Hybrid Horror. Uh, once again, it's Terry Funk versus Steve Carino for the MLW Heavyweight Championship in a dog collar match. Uh, CM Punk and a mystery partner will be taking on Vampiro and Raven. Uh, Barry Windham will get his singles debut, and Dr. Death Steve Williams will be taking on Aldo Montoya in a tape fist match. Uh, we'll also be on the lookout for Jerry Lynn versus Homicide. Following this announcement, uh, we finally get the official brackets to the Major League Wrestling Super J Cup tournament. Uh, looks like the brackets are as follows. Christopher Daniels versus Super Dragon, which we'll see in the main event tonight, as I've said like 5,000 times by now. Uh, Juventud Guerrero versus Jimmy Yang, who we just saw at the opening contest of the match, which Jimmy Yang won. Uh, Sanjay Dutt versus Tony Mamaluke, which we saw last week. Uh, Sanjay Dutt took the victory there. Um, we also have Eddie Cologne, which is a name I didn't know wrestled in America, you know, as of that point. Um, that is for uh, anyone who's watched WWE in the past five years, um, Primo Cologne. I believe he was Fernando of Los Matadores, um, Carlito's brother, however you want to recognize him, Carlos Colon's son. Um, but he beat Jerry Lynn uh, in a match that will probably be televised later. Uh, so the second round is going to be as follows. Uh, Sanjay Dutt taking on Eddie Cologne and Jimmy Yang versus the winner of the Daniels uh, Super Dragon match here tonight. Speaking of that match, it is now time for our main event, Super Dragon versus Christopher Daniels. First ma first round match of the Super J Cup tournament. Um, starts off with an exchange of holds. Uh, Daniels kind of takes the lead early uh, until Dragon gives him a head scissors outside the ring. We get a tope suicida uh, from Super Dragon and a double stomp for two once we get back in the ring. Uh, Daniels uh, comes back, though, with a big neck breaker. We go to break, and when we come back, Daniels is still taking charge. Uh, hits a stomp, big slingshot leg drop for a two count. Uh, Daniels, from here on out, gets really upset with the crowd and really kind of just 
spends a lot of time choking Super Dragon and or working over the head. Uh, lots of different chokes, though. Uh, Dragon makes a comeback, hits an arm drag off the top turnbuckle, follows it up with a wheelbarrow arm breaker, which I have not seen before, so that was kind of nifty. Uh, goes for another wheelbarrow, this time uh, hits a body scissors and rolls that into a cross arm breaker. Uh, Daniels ends up rolling out of that, catches Dragon with an STO. Uh, Dragon rolls through the next batch of offense, goes to hit a German suplex, but Daniels grabs the referee, and with the distraction of the ref being held in his arms, hits the mule kick right to the dick of Super Dragon. Didn't know uh, Super Dragon had... Okay, I guess I knew Super Dragon had a dick, but I was going to make the comment that I didn't know that dragons had dicks. But that's okay, because I also forgot to make the joke of Super Dragon! For, for those of you who get that reference, all three of you. Uh, but anyway, uh, that low blow really took it out of Super Dragon, which allows Daniels to hit the last rights, rolling cutter, one, two, three. That is your match. So Christopher Daniels moves on to the next round of the Super J Cup Tournament. And with that match being completed, that would be the end of our show. So, uh solid show actually pretty good overall uh as i said like my real only complaint is more due to the time period than anything else i would like to see more out of that samoa joe match but joe was you know relatively young into his career at this point hadn't really uh established himself as the top tier talent that he would become uh honestly within probably the next six months because uh this would probably be about the time he's really hitting his stride in ring of honor and get ready to win the world heavyweight championship um but other than that you know it was a pretty solid card overall kept things moving uh not a whole lot of uh downtime despite uh the two long-winded joey styles segments uh there so great show for the evening i thoroughly enjoyed it um and as such it's time for us to move along show's over i would like you to uh you know listen through get our cheap plugs in and other ways you can help the show i would really appreciate that especially if you follow through with any of that sort of stuff as well um but until then i will catch you all next week mlw confusion is a member of the one-stop wrestling family it is produced by rob cameron if you enjoy the show please subscribe and leave a review in addition to telling your friends family and enemies Word-of-mouth promotion is very important to small podcasts like us. If you're interested in keeping up to date on Confusion, it can be found on Facebook at MLW Confusion, all one word, no hyphen, and the Twitter is at the Nova of Cass. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade our equipment, my virtual tip jar can be found at www.kofi.com slash Casanova, C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A, or for more bang for your bunk, visit my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Casanova. Same as with the Ko-Fi. For as little as $1 a month, you can get early access to the podcast without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive goodies. So be like Maverick45 and Alan Schroeder who've been there since the beginning and join up. The written form of all of these links can be found in the episode description. Thanks!